Welcome to the first ever podcast of Yet to Be Named. I'm Corey, joined by Tanner, Jeremy, and Sam. What's happening, boys? Yo. They say the first one's the charm, huh? What's up with it? The inaugural. The inaugural, yeah. Well, the inaugural actual podcast happened like two months ago, but this is like our first real one since we blew up on the internet. (laughs) Hey, hard time adjusting to fame over here. I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah. What's our uh, Twitter following at now at this point? Twitter, we just got 25. Instagram is big though, right? Instagram, we got 84. So we almost Woo! hot dog quadrupled our Twitter followers. It's hard, <laughs> man. It's hard. I uh, I actually had to go to the grocery store the other night with a ski mask on to try to avoid any publicity. And uh, <laughs> it didn't go over too well. I'm not sure why. I think it was just the, the rush of seeing me out and about. But Tanner, what would what, uh, you buy with all that newfound money? Uh, you know, I don't really like to, uh, toot my own horn, uh, but I'm not going to need to because the 2019 Razor scooter I bought last <laughs> night doesn't have a horn. That's right. <laughs> Does it have a backup camera though? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a, one of those like uh, Fisher price drawings that just kind of show you like a permanent picture. <laughs> so they have an extra sketch mounted on the back. Yeah. yeah it's about, no matter where, where I go, what's behind me never changes. I wasn't as flashy. Um, I went and I bought a puka shell necklace from Hollister. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen one of those in about six, seven years. Because they're so expensive. Yeah, there's no way to even see a puka shell necklace in Hollister. because That place is pitch black. How yeah. does anybody go into that store and find something they want to wear? Was it just taken out of Robinson or is that store actually done? Oh, no, I, I, just, I just saw it out at the South Hills still in business. Uh, I hate to see that. I know. <laughs> so boys first podcast like we wouldn't be doing this unless there was some kind of end game you know the end game obviously us all quitting our jobs and moving somewhere and (laughs) doing this full time with that being said what would your dream endorsements be so we were able to live out that dream oh jeez i'll start my dream endorsement would be broken skull ranch oh wow Oh, uh, if we can get like a soundbite of Stone Cold saying, brought to you by Broken Skull Ranch, brother. <laughs> <laughs> that could get us to like 100 Instagram followers. Pretty At quick, least. Dude, that would get us to 100 million Instagram <laughs> followers. Every time Tanner says, uh, I hate to be that asshole, just like faint <laughs> in the background. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the bottom line. <laughs> what about you, Jeremy? Uh, mine would be, or maybe would have been, I don't even know if they're still in business, Blockbuster. (laughs) (laughs) Just think about it. We could have a whole bunch of our podcast cassettes. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know what they're called anymore? (laughs) Lined up for rent on the fucking shelf. (laughs) For rent. They say that fashion always, you know, comes back around, you know, like the, the 70s, 80s coming back around. Why is it that uh, VHSs can't come back. I don't understand the reason why. I think that they were a very tidy-like uh, accessory for your home. They didn't take up a lot of space. They weren't bulky and clunky. <laughs> they were they were sleek. And they were really easy to rewind, too. Yeah. Oh, incredible rewind. I mean, didn't make any noise. You didn't think it was going to catch on fire. It was, it was perfect. <laughs> and it never got stuck in the VCR. Listen, can we just talk real quick about the heartbreak of pulling out a VHS that really meant a lot to you that was just torn up in the inside of the VCR? It was yes. the worst feeling in the world. You unzipped me. <laughs> I've been pushing it down for long enough, but I, I messed up my Barney tape. Oh. Oh. Barney and Friends, 96. <laughs> it was a good year. Dude, no lie. I had a VHS 
that was a great white shark documentary that got screwed up and I was torn up about it because at the very beginning I started with this British dude. He was like, Carcerodon Carcerius. <laughs> and, and I never got to hear it again in my life. I, uh, I think the great white got sick of being inside the VHS. So he, he, he chewed his way out. They say they can't be contained. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with one that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, someone that I just feel has always been there for me, and that you know, that's Edgar Snyder and Associates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just one of those reliable guys that, you know, even though I might have never found myself in a situation to give the guy a call, but I know that if I did, uh, or if I couldn't get a hold of him through phone, it would be one click that quick. <laughs> and what's his other thing? We only... We'll get money for you. Yeah, we, you only pay... You don't pay unless There's we get money. There's never a fee unless we get money for you. Come on. Are you even from Western PA? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Sam, what I'm about thinking, you? I'm thinking for me, something that's definitely played a big role in my life the past 25 years is uh, the gold bond powder. Oh. <laughs> oh. Let, me, let me just go ahead and tell you that that has got me through many a bad times. Um, <laughs> chafing, sweating. You know, being an athlete, uh, working in a restaurant, being sweaty, that gold bond has always been there. Small, you can get one this, you know, I know showing finger things on podcasts, really, really not good <laughs> podcast. But I mean, tiny, I'm talking a couple ounces and it lasts forever. It's like magic powder. Unbelievable. You get a half hour into a Kennywood visit and you're already uh, <laughs> yeah. That's oh, it. But who's the still Kennywood. there for you? Gold bond. Gold bond. Gold bond. I like that you brought that up because some people don't use stuff like that. They use their own remedies. And I was reading on uh, the internet that there's a man who was having chronic back pain. So in order to combat that, he didn't use drugs. He didn't get surgery. He didn't get acupuncture. He mainlined cum. <laughs> that had to have worked, right? No. <laughs> Not, it made it worse. <laughs> it was bad. I don't know. And I like... I feel like he's giving new credence to the song Baby Come Back. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've been in some vicarious situations in my day, and that has never crossed my mind. I'm proud to say that I've never thought that that was going to work. <laughs> yeah, things can get bad, but at least I've never shot up semen into my bloodstream. <laughs> yeah. You got three main holes in your body, your mouth, your freaking dang, and your butthole. <laughs> Two of them are one way. Why are you putting it back in? <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> it's, it's an exit way. Why are you doing this? You're coming up on the off ramp. <laughs> You're wild. Um, okay, so let's, uh, let's jump into our top picks. Little segment we do. Started out as a top five, but we kind of just play it by ear. We'll do three or we'll do like seven. <laughs> so every year... Every year gets blamed as the reason for a celebrity dying. You know, when Robin Williams died, it's like, oh, damn you, 2015. So I feel like we should do our top picks for celebrities who are good candidates to die this year. Ooh, Dark. I like it. This might be the like darkest it. thing we've ever done. I'll start. Andy Dick. Wow, that's a good one. We can only hope, though, at this point, right? <laughs> His movies ain't that bad. If you've ever seen Division 3, you realize that he's a treasure. Oh, treasure, huh? He's a treasure, dude. He's had his moments. Definitely. Sam, what do you think? 
I actually been like hoping this isn't going to happen for the last like 10 years, but I'm going to go with Jerry Stiller because my man's old and he's been old in everything he's ever been famous for. So like, <laughs> he's got to be close, right? I hope he doesn't. Cause he's hysterical. He's like one of my favorites. Yeah. He's like, like mid nineties. I think at this point. Yeah. He's like Leslie Nielsen. If you ever seen the naked gun movies or airplane, like he's yep, yep, he's had yeah. wrinkles and white hair since like the Forever. 80s and he died in like 2013 <laughs> like it it doesn't help that every role he's ever played is just the most stressed out human being like if you could ever be the old stressed out guy it has to take a toll does it not yeah it does. you would think i mean yeah <laughs> i was i was going to go real dark there but i'm going to hold back <laughs> uh, <laughs> well what are you going to um, say then well, I was gonna say it took a toll on Heath Ledger. Oh, but <laughs> the the low hanging fruit. Yeah. Hey, somebody's got to pick them. Um, <laughs> all right. So mine, I was between a couple, but I'm going to finally say that this is the year it's gonna happen. Betty White is biting the dust. Oh wow! You can't How bet dare you? Her. Are you serious? Dude, people have been betting against her for so long. It's and they've coming been down losing. the line. Exactly. She's due. The expiration date went out a long time. Ago. You're basically like ESPN with the Chargers. Like since 2007, they've been picking the Chargers <laughs> to win the Super Bowl every year, and then you finally get it, and you're like, "I was right all along." You guys asked. <laughs> Tito, what do you think? Uh, you know, I had to dig deep for this one, but just a name that for some reason kept like yelling from the back of my mind. Um, and to anyone listening, I'm asking you to go take a look at the, uh, look at this guy. Um, go ahead and Google his name. Pauly Shore is biting the dust this year. Oh no. I know he's alive still to be I honest. thought he died in like 2005. Yeah. Pauly like, Shore. Right after Biodome. Yeah. He's, he's done. <laughs> he actually did have a documentary called Pauly Shore is dead. Uh, I've never conspiracy yeah. theory conspiracy. in the way. <laughs> That's ominous. 2005, <laughs> only to be recovered by yet to be named podcast in 2019. <laughs> Pauly Shore is dead. You heard it here first. Are you sure he's not dead? <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah. he was in uh, he was in a Hulu show called Happy Together. He played a weed dealer. Speaking of dead things, what the hell is going on with this whole Ted Bundy thing? You mean like the the Twitter? thing on about ted bundy like how everyone's like complaining well it's yeah it's another it's another like explosion of like a pop culture phenomenon where like just he's he got executed in 1989 so 30 years later people are just talking about him and it's so weird to me well you know they're making the movie right yeah that i I wanted to talk about that too like i'm actually excited for the movie but the title is so damn awful it sucks yeah it's sh- like shockingly evil, extremely gruesome, wicked and vile or something. Yeah, That's like they the title of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like a run on sentence. They had describing <laughs> words, describing the two first words and the last word. They're like vile. They, they ran out of words. <laughs> we looked at the dictionary we ran out that's what that's why we just think they were in a meeting on what to name it and they kept on going and they're like we got to wrap this up like <laughs> give me one more someone give me one more vile all right banana no movies coming out with uh, zach efron you had the actual like the ted bundy tapes documentary thing that's coming on netflix right and then you had that um 
the show You on Netflix, which is kind of getting traction now, and they, it's pretty much Ted Bundy right there, and it's a guy who looks exactly like him. Yeah, it's not a bad point. Yeah, I actually, um, I actually finished the the uh, the one that's on Netflix, the uh, the tapes or whatever. Uh, yeah, the documentary they just put out, and I, I'm not gonna say I pride myself, but I feel like I know a lot about like you know just serial killers, as weird as that sounds. <laughs> uh, they just, they, I don't know, they always interested me. But I didn't realize just how much dude did. Like, oh yeah, he was a bad guy. Like, no, like that, that all, like, yes. But I mean, did you guys realize he broke out of prison twice and killed like ten more people after breaking out, like while they were looking for him? Like, how do you feel? Is that he was in a county jail and broke out because he purposely stopped eating his food, uh, got down to like 110 pounds and snuck through like a crevice in his roof and walked through the front door and was like, "I'm going from Colorado to Florida to kill ten people." He walked yeah. into a sorority house and just killed four people. Like, no big deal. Yeah. Did you he... said he broke out twice? He broke out twice. The first time... Damn it, we lost Bundy yeah, again. No joke. He, he was, uh, so listen, there was this county jail that was like taking pride in like holding this like high-level uh, you know, um, criminal. And he was, uh, he was going to court, and they were like on a recess. And he was like, hey, I got to take a mean whiz. And he went to the bathroom <laughs> and jumped out the window from like no two stories way. and ran up into the mountains in Colorado and hung out up there for like five, six days. Came back because he was hungry. He was like, "Sorry, <laughs> hungry." <laughs> like didn't take jail seriously. I feel like back in the eighties, like yeah. it was just like a place to hang out. Like if you were a shithead, like you're going to jail, buddy. And Honestly, like, okay. like, the guy was like so like cunning, and he, he was he was articulate, and people like people were like drawn to him. But like he just kept pleading. I don't know if you guys know this either. He defended himself in court. Yeah. yeah, I think that's kind of. I think that's kind of part of his downfall. He thought he was smarter than he was, even though exactly. he was already extremely smart. Yeah, there's people that were in like yeah. that were appointed to defend him. You know, his counsel that like someone the the prosecution would do something stupid, and they're like, "Yes, finally, we have we have a little bit of an edge here." And Bundy would get up and be like, "Now listen up. Here's my <laughs> side of the story. I didn't do it, but if I did, here's how I would have done it." <laughs> so he basically taught OJ how to write a book. <laughs> So speaking of OJ, oh, like, well, yeah. um, let's talk about another football player that is leaving a bad taste in the mouths of millions. Uh, Antonio Brown <laughs> is just all over social media. You know, he's liking tweets on Twitter that say, like, Ben's the problem. He's posting pictures of himself in a 49ers jersey. What a shithead teammate, huh? He's being petty. <laughs> I understand. Okay. Ben's no angel. He's right. weird. He was a dick whenever he first got into the league, and now he's like, gosh, dang it, like, talking to the press. But we all know, deep down, he's an asshole. He's a closeted dick, is what yeah. he is. He's a closeted dick. But I, you have to live with it. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he's your best chance, unless you get traded to the Patriots, he's your best chance to be a Super Bowl winner. But I don't even know if that's, like, if that's important to him. I think all he cares about is, like, 110, 1,300, 10, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's a numbers guy. He's not a team guy. Yeah. So with that being said, though, there's no way Rooney, like if if they gave them all their draft picks, there's no way Rooney would trade AB to the Patriots. What do you think would be a landing spot for AB, uh, and what oh, would the man. Steelers get back? I'm thinking, in my opinion, we just need to get a first round pick or a player who can step in and play on defense right away. Okay. Um. You know, first round picks tough because not a lot of teams are willing to give up like a top ten pick for even like anybody really. Um, you got like your Khalil Max stuff like that. 
But AB is a little bit older, and even though he's still productive, he's obviously a headache. So I'm thinking a first-round pick, probably 20 or lower, or like maybe a, a stud cornerback like a Patrick Peterson. I would trade AB for someone who could step in alongside Joe Hayden and actually play. Would you trade him for Patrick Peterson straight up? Dude, I would actually think about it because I do not think he can play on the Steelers next year. I think he's a cancer. They're, uh, I mean, they're both older. Right. So I feel like that would, you know, that would, we would still have our, our 20 pick. They would still have their picks. I mean, you're trading from position of strength to a position of need. I would consider that. Uh, the only thing I could say to kind of go away from that or kind of, I guess you could say, dispute is that in terms of the positions that each of them play, in terms of longevity, receivers can typically be successful for a longer period of time. Corners have two to three years where they are studs, and it seems like the downhill starts. I mean, you look at you look at what it used to be said about Revis, you look at what used to be said about Sherman, you look at what used to be said about Norman, all these people that are still great corners, don't get me wrong, but I still think that the best years that Patrick Peterson has to play have already been played. I point. agree with that. I think if you're going to trade A.B., to get Patrick Peterson, you got to get picks with it too. I mean, you yeah. probably get like a third or fourth round, but you have yeah. to get something, something with it. Yeah, something. Preferably for this upcoming draft. Would you um, would you trade the twentieth pick and a B to get a top ten pick? Yes. Uh, one question: How are we the twentieth pick if there were sixteen playoff teams, right? Or am I counting too many? No, that's too many. So there's uh, there's twelve, I think. Twelve. Well, how are we not? Oh, well, that makes sense. There's fucking 32. Okay, we're good now. The math wasn't there. The math wasn't there. Little mental typo. I I, I understand, you know, we're talking what we would take, this and that. But the one thing that's bothering me more than any of this is that it's not that I've seen this story too many times. It's just that I I could almost see into next year. And all that's going to happen is it's going to be another year of us somewhat underachieving, and all it does for especially Pittsburgh Insers, it, it opens up the floodgates for, well, how could you expect to win? We got rid of Le'Veon Bell. Now we got right. rid of Antonio ba- Brown. How do you expect to win when you had the two best players in the NFL and you're getting rid of them? Which, honest to God, okay, the, the Le'Veon Bell thing, that, that, that's that's a whole other argument. But in terms of this right now, I, I know that there is clearly some some hostility between the group, but I, I don't understand how you can at least try to sort this out. Yeah. I mean, he genuinely is one of the, if not the best player in the NFL. We already got rid of one of the biggest. Dude, Le'Veon is such a huge loss. We've talked about James Conner and you know his subpar performances that behind an amazing O-line. Letting go of someone like A.B., I just feel like we don't have the threats anymore. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Uh, it's tough. I don't think it's the Steelers not wanting to work it out. It's A.B. I mean, he's tweeting pictures of himself in a 49ers uniform and everything else. It's You can't that's get through like, to that guy. Oh, I know. That's that's like where I feel like I am just so like, oh, God, I never want to play against Antonio Brown because like I see that stuff and I'm like – all right, just sign with us. I don't care. Just <laughs> post that stuff. I don't like you can do whatever you want whenever you come back. I mean, listen, the guy has been it's not like we haven't seen this coming. I mean, he does the dumbest stuff. So like dude going He's weird. 90 on McKnight Road, like or Look 120, at, whatever he was going, like things like that. He threw furniture over a, a yeah, balcony. I mean, there's, a, there's a yeah, there's clearly uh, you know, uh a trail here that led up to this. And it's clear to me that he does only care about the numbers and stuff like that. But it's just, it's frustrating to think of him being somewhere else, especially after taking a loss, like losing Le'Veon. I've called this guy a top five 
all-time wide receiver. I, I think by the time it's all said and done, that's that's a conversation that is it might be true. He might be a top five wide receiver ever. I can't see him being a Steeler next year, and I don't want him to. I, if, as long as we don't just give him away, I'm perfectly content with getting whatever back. I, I just don't think you win with a, a guy like that on your team. Yeah, you don't win with a guy like that on your team, but you're also not really ever going to win that trade. You, you need to get you need to get something back. It. You're right, but you're you're not gonna win the trade one way or another. But going back to how nuts he is, I mean, just look at his haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> he had an arrow. He had a Lego head. He had now he has a blonde mustache. He looks like Rip Taylor. Something that isn't talked about enough is the fact that I feel like a lot of Antonio Brown's successes were the fact that he's been pushed for his entire career by DHB behind him. He didn't want to give up his spot. You can't lose the number one to DHB. That's right. You can't. Bay is is a top 10. And if you think anything else, then I I just probably agree with you. DHB and the DHB stands for don't hold back. (laughs) Antonio Brown. DHB and the H stands for Hall of Fame. That's it. <laughs> so uh, we have a little bit of time left. Since we're on football, do you guys want to get a couple uh, Super Bowl predictions in or what? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, I'll start then, I guess. Yeah, let us hear it. The head says the Patriots, but the heart and the balls say Rams. I want to say, and this is contradictory to what I said last week because I didn't think Jared Goff had it in him yet to be a, a big-time player, but I'm flip-flopping because he's going against Tom Brady, and I'm saying that he's got it. He's got the stuff. He's got the moxie. It's going to be a 31-24 to 24 game in Ooh. favor of the Rams. Pittsburgh boy Aaron nice. Donald's going to hoist the trophy. Would be cool. I'd like it a lot. I don't know that I have a realistic uh, – prediction and i feel like anytime we do this stuff i just start doubting myself and rambling but like i i how do you even call the nfl anymore like how do you honestly take a guess and be like yeah this is what i'm feeling because it's just there's so many things that go into it like i want to say yeah the rams i feel the defense you know going to be able to keep the game in their hands offensively get the job done but it's tom brady like i'm i don't want to get my hopes up and just be crushed again i'm I might just watch Maroon 5 at halftime, hoping for a uh, Spongebob theme song, and then turn it <laughs> oh, off. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Patriots 62, uh, Rams 61. Jeez. Hey, that's close. <laughs> I like that. That'd be an exciting game. Yeah, I'd watch it. In any watch world, it anyway. If that game is played a thousand times, is there any chance Patriots put up 62 points? Not against the Rams. I'm not okay. against the Rams. Probably no. A thousand times? Yes. Mm, I mean, you don't think in like 2023 that they'll be like, hey, like, let's really go for it this time. (laughs) (laughs) Jang, what do you think? All right. For me, uh, I am also going with the Rams. Reason being, uh, the Patriots' first game of the playoffs this year, they played the Chargers, who perenni, perenni, they. Okay, instead of using big words, they suck in the playoffs every year. <laughs> uh, and then they got to face the Chiefs, who, yeah, the Chiefs have an extremely good offense, but their defense is dog shit. Andy Reid sucks in the playoffs. <laughs> Andy Reid sucks in the playoffs. Uh, so now the Patriots are actually playing a very good defense uh, with a very good pass rush, and we all know Brady sucks under pass rush. Right. And um, Sean McVay is a very good second half guy. He makes a lot of good adjustments, it seems like, all the time. So I just think the Rams are a much more complete team. I'm saying Rams 
35, Patriots, 2020. That's it. Wow. 2020. That's more points than 35. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm done with the podcast. (laughs) 2,000 points, Jeremy. 2020. (laughs) All right. You guys know that I I tend to throw a dollar or two down on football games here and there. And the spread says Patriots two and a quarter or two and a half. Can't get a quarter point. Two and a half. Um, I think that means a lot. I think that Vegas knows that Brady will not be denied twice in a row again. So, and here's the other thing that's bothering me. Why are the Patriots acting like everyone like <laughs> didn't realize they were the best dynasty of all time? I know. They were the Super Bowl favorite at the beginning of the year. <laughs> I know. That, and, like, that's it's why Brady's everyone hates motivation. them. It's Brady's motivation. He's making up motivation for his team to win, and it's Seriously. going to work. Mark the words. Patriots win this game 35 oh or 36-31. Like, oh. Yeah, they're the Browns coming back after their own 16 season. We're yeah. back. You down. <laughs> no one doubted you. No one has ever doubted you, Tom. We don't why, like you, but. That's why everyone hates Patriots fans. You come out every year saying, oh, we're back. We're still here. Well, we've known for 20 years. so <laughs> We've hated every minute of it. Yeah, we get it. Just come out and say, hey, we're better than you. I say, well, you're right. So, thanks. <laughs> If um, if nobody objects, uh, just a little bit of fan love here. We do have a question that was sent to us relating to this type of uh, to this type of topic. Uh, the okay. question was from uh, Logs18, which is Logan Ellick, to the best of my knowledge. And uh, the question was, how many of you do you think it would take to stop Aaron Donald? All of us and then some. <laughs> I really actually put some thought into this, and I, I got to the point of the first person is basically null like they're like that they're a sacrificial lamb yeah like the, whoever gets their hands on him first you are taking a ride <laughs> whoever can maybe like and here's another thing too that wasn't specified so good job logs um <laughs> is it is it like does it need to be like legal like am i actually blocking him or am i holding him i'd say blocking him like legit yeah i think that you need about five to six people i would say yeah. that yeah yeah, oh, I mean, least. you three were collegiate athletes. I wasn't, so I'm already not any help. You're the sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first and get knocked down, and then I can just get off the field. I've just, like, Corey, you've seen, like, D-Lyman come off the ball with hands, and I can't even imagine Aaron Donald's hands and him extending on somebody. Like, th- that first person is, I'm telling you. Not only does he have hands, but he has, like, bear paws, dude. Like, he's quick, Seriously. and he'll just fuck, he'll slap your face off. Oh, so scary. I would say I would need one up front. I would need one chipping on both sides of his hips. And I would need another guy suspended on a rope to come down and kind of hold the top (laughs) of his jersey. (laughs) So he's kind of held back a little bit. And even then, he might get off and make the tackle two yards down the field. It's no guarantee. It's no what if guarantee. it was Tom what if it was Tom Cruise coming down on the rope though, like Mission Impossible. Like actually Tom Cruise does that <laughs> Tom Cruise might like, give him a kiss on the cheek. Just just imagine like if we actually set this up and we're fighting, trying to hold back Aaron Donald and you just hear Surprise! Uh, Tom's here. And then you realize he's like five foot tall. <laughs> like, ah, no, it's Tom. Aaron just steps on his face. <laughs> oh, oh man. man, you can only hope. You know, you can only hope. So, first podcast in the books, boys. What do you think? Hey, 
That is definitely going to get uh, the Instagram followers up big time. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to leave my house anymore. <laughs> That's the plan. I said it in the beginning. I'm going to say it again. First time's a charm, boys. That's right. The boys, that was fun. Let's do it again next week, huh? Hey. Yep. How about it? Yeah.